the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Pacific Union International. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And the certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is celebrity trivia. I thought we had... Oh, something different. Yeah, we Usually we do the you know, general general so, trivia, general. which I always lose at. Yeah. Well, we're we'll, 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 celebs. You know, I'm a local celeb, right? That's right. We're local celebs. I, that, well, that's true. <laughs> Gotta get get ourselves in the IJ. Sometimes you know, we're legends in our own mind. <laughs> yeah, yes, of course, of course. All right, uh, Patty, what, what do you got for us here? Well, it's an interesting market. I would like to say schizophrenic market, maybe <laughs> schizophrenic market. I you like know, that. so entry level homes. I mean, in Nevada, particularly, I hear entry level homes which is a million these days. Somebody got 35 offers, 27 wow. offers. Well, they're flying off the shelf because, you know, I'm reading the weekly closings in the last couple of weeks. Oh, my God. Uh, especially Novato. So, so Northern Well, Marin that's my point, especially Novato. But it's schizophrenic in that the over 3 million market has really shifted. Slow, slowed down, it's hasn't soft. It? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just literally an hour ago, I was looking at days on the market this t- this month versus last month, last year, this month, mm-hmm. year over year, over year, days on the market is up. Um, percentage to asking is closer or below asking. What, what do you think that, what, I mean, the economy is doing well, but what do you, is it just buyers getting a little skittish? I or? think buyers are getting a little skittish because okay. this is, again, the lowest inventory we've ever had. The year over year inventory is down, but yet properties are not selling. And and yet we still do get some multiple offers in that price range. So it's, hmm. it's like those primo properties that everybody wants, they go after. Everything else kind of sits. And so it's important. Uh, that brings up a really important point in that you have to look at the sub-market. Uh, not only is it neighborhood by neighborhood, but it's it's price classification. So I know, like, for example, Case Schiller, when you um, if you do a deep dive in their data, you know, you could look at, well, year over year nationwide, right? Prices are up. X percent year over year in the San Francisco Bay Area, they're up in the seven to eight percent range. But when you really dive even deeper, um, they segment in in three areas below a million, a million to like three or four three, million, and above, yeah. yeah, and above three million. And so, yeah. and there's vast differences in sales and price appreciation in those three market classes. Number one and number two, where you're buying, that may not be the same in Silicon Valley where. <laughs> Just a, a million dollar home in Nevada would be selling for $3 million 
in Palo Alto. Maybe, yeah. Um, and so it's just it's a very interesting dynamic how um, you know you really it's hard to generalize about the real estate market. Although we we tend to do that, and certainly the media does. Uh, yeah, the media also looks at too small of a sample. Hmm. Um, but really, you never want to look at averages. That's where you get in trouble. But hmm. when you dive into price range markets, areas, you really get to see trends and you want to stay ahead of the trend. And so you say, so what you're saying this is the trend among more expensive homes. And so in the Bay Area, we're talking about over three million. Maybe there's some price softening going on. And, and is that a um, is that an economic leader uh, about what may be happening? Or is it just an anomaly based on the fact that prices have been going up for the better part of five or six years now? And, and maybe we're seeing some some topping out. And maybe the cash yeah. buyers are. They're already done. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, millennials are starting to jump in. So, uh, again, st- pricing, uh, the lower markets are, are hot. But also, um, I mean, it's, it's, they're so complicated. It just triggered something. Um, I lost what I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> That's bad <laughs> um, to do on the radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bad to do on the radio. Um, but it's just because I was yeah. actually listening. Um, <laughs> That's problem okay. is when That's you listen, right. you don't know what you're going to say. But I could, I could see those lower end prices uh, moving just because they're not even that low end anymore. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, and we got rising interest rates, which is really triggering kind of a mad rush for the door um, to to get in on those. Uh, it's like if you were waiting, well, I'm just I'm trying to save up enough for a down payment, and then you see mortgage rates ticking up, and you see your affordability going down. I I went through the same when I, when I bought my first house in 1986. I had the same situation where. Um, Interest rates at the time were going up, and so I, I just you know leapfrogged and yeah. said, "Hey, you know, parents, can I, can I borrow some money to yeah. <laughs> to get uh, get in on this house?" Gotcha. That's part of what's going on. It's getting people off the fence, but that's not the the whole story. I yeah. mean, San Mateo has actually surpassed as of this month. The rest oh, yeah. of the Bay Area is the highest in the Bay Area, and it used to be at one point it was Marin and San Francisco. Yeah. And that's tech. That's te- yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what's driving it. Okay, yeah. here's our uh, first trivia question. Uh, talking celebrity trivia here. What Hollywood power couple announced they were separating on January 7th, 2005? You got to name the couple. All right, you'll, you'll know these people. Uh, call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that uh, tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. Um, so that's our trivia question. What Hollywood power couple, uh, I guess that's a term people can use, a power couple, uh, announced they were separating on January 7th, Nine, uh, 2005. All right, you have to kind of think of those in those terms. All right, uh, don't touch that dial. The best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Patty Cohen. Uh, first trivia question was, uh, talking celebrity trivia, what Hollywood power couple announced they were separating on January 7th, 2005? To which we all just cried. Yes, Team Jen, Team Jen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Brad and Br- Jen. Brad and Jen, that's right. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. How funny. Uh, I want to make a quick mention here uh, for the San Francisco Symphony. So pianist 
Kirill Gerstein brings his extraordinary technique and musicianship to Brahms Piano Concerto Number no. 1. Uh, opens with a mighty force, settles into spiritual contemplation, and concludes with a jaunty finale. That is jaunty, jaunty yes. Jaunty. Uh, that is May 25th and May 26th at 8 p.m. at Davies Symphony Hall. I had no idea Brahms was jaunty. I know he's playing the ivory keys. Okay. Uh, Mark, um, you got some, there's some conference stuff you want to talk about. Well, I just wanted to just fill the audience in. It's conference season. Second quarter of the year, every year, is kind of when all the conferences, uh, spring conferences for various lender groups, uh, California Mortgage Association. Uh, there's a, a law firm that's been sponsoring um, some events uh, around, the, uh, around the calendar, but they do a spring event called Activate, and I was just at that last week. And then we also went to uh, an event that was sponsored by another hard money or private money lender in Southern California, and it was a four-person um, uh, panel talking about uh, where, among other things, where they thought we were in terms what inning they thought what we inning? were. Yeah, what, where, what inning are we in terms of this market cycle? And it's frustrating and interesting at the same time in that I think we're all waiting for somebody with um, some credentials behind them to say, hmm, I think we're pretty close to, you know, the top of the cycle or I see storm clouds on the horizon or, you know, there's a, re- a re- you know, count on a recession in the next, you know, 18, 24 months. Hmm. And still, and we've had and we've talked about this topic probably um, with some regularity over the last year. Still, no one on that panel, and these were four um, uh, very seasoned pros in real estate, including one economist, and they said uh, not one of them predicted uh, a recession in the next two years. Uh, They don't necessarily know whether we're at the top of the cycle. And so I guess the, the takeaway from that is... You know, we're all trying to learn as we get older from, you know, past experience, especially with economic cycles. And a lot of us, I think, are embarrassed uh, by kind of getting caught with our um, pants down, so to speak, back in 2006 and seven. when, in hindsight, the handwriting should have been on the wall. You know, when taxi cab drivers yeah. and mail salon specialists are buying homes with no money down, uh, uh, doing liar loans, it ought to tell you something about where, you know, real estate is headed. And, you know, and, and it was a, you know, it was a horrible correction. Uh, the Great Recession um, hammered a lot of people, you know, myself included. And, you know, we don't want to go through that again. I'm getting too old to go through something yeah, like that again. Exactly. So, you know, I don't want to make similar mistakes. So, you know, we listen and read and uh, uh, talk to other people in the industry. We're, we're looking around and saying, okay, well, where are we in the current cycle? And I actually think it's it's pretty exciting and it's, it's good news that so many people um, are still optimistic yet cautious. Yeah. So the drivers, there seems to be uh, um, an agreement that the drivers aren't there for a bubble. So housing prices are high, historically high in many markets, but there isn't free money, easy money that's pushing those prices up. It's really borne by low unemployment Mm-hmm. Uh, which wages are high. and high wages, which and uh, scarcity of product, 
along with the fact they're not making any new, much new product. And the interest rates have not skyrocketed. And interest rates are still historically low. Now, interestingly enough, this past week, the headlines were mortgage rates at a seven-year high. So we've had a spike in the 10-year this past week and a spike in 30-year mortgage rates. So now they're at a seven-year high. But you know, what's a seven-year high relative to the last 30 years? So yeah. um, most of us fondly remember our 8% mortgage rate or 6% <laughs> yeah, yeah. mortgage rate. And I now, remember and anything less than 10, people were astounded. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I remember 17 and 22. Yep. So it's, uh, I, I think that the signs are pretty strong that would indicate that we may end up in this current uh, economy this 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 current um, uh, long it'll, I think it's going to be the, the longest post time um, upward tick in 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 the economy the longest expansion uh, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got another year to go if we if it makes it to July of next year mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it'll be the longest uh, peacetime recovery period mm-hmm. now that's not to say that we've figured out how to beat recessions because I don't think anyone's willing to uh, to uh, go that far um, I think the economic cycle is still uh, a, a, a fact of life and a natural occurrence when certain things happen and uh, you know with rising interest rates uh, if inflation starts to follow uh, you know we may see uh, the Fed uh, continue to raise rates which at some point uh, will cause you know recessionary um, uh, recessionary factors to mm-hmm. to to kick in so we just the thing that we can all hope for is that the next cycle will will be short and sweet yeah well mm-hmm. one of the things i well I, not too deep sorry yeah, yeah not, not that's it well, yeah. yeah short and sweet indicating not deep yeah, yeah the last that that last recession the thing about it was in in real estate circles it wasn't so much a crash as it was a Long, a prolonged mm-hmm. downturn that went on for three years, mm-hmm. and so um, in that time, you know, many uh, neighborhoods in the Bay Area saw as much as fifty to sixty percent uh, below their you know prior high, which was uh, quite upsetting to <laughs> those of us in the yeah, real sure. estate industry at the time. We're we're gonna cut to another break here pretty soon. When we come back, Mark, uh, you've got a deal of the week where it's kind of unbelievable how conservative this deal was mm-hmm. and how uh, a bank just would not finance it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gets back to what you were saying is that, mm-hmm. you know, even during, quote, recessionary times, you know, there's still deals to be made. We're not in a recession now. We're in decent times. And for some reason, a bank would not make this loan. We're going to find out about that story when we come back. I uh, want to make a quick mention here for whitewater rafting for the Mother Load. Rivers, have you ever done whitewater? Oh, it's so much it's fun. It's so much fun. So get this. The whitewater rafting is the uh, ultimate uh, team sport. And since 1972, Mother Load River Center has been rubbing, running river trips from mild to wild on the American River. Um, and it's an ideal choice, of course, for birthday parties, family vacations, or adventurous, uh, adventurous day out with friends. But get this. The Mother Load is the only rafting outfitter with an on-site zip line and high ropes challenge course. Check them out, 530-626-4187, or go to M-A-L-O-D-E, Malode.com. Malode, I love Malode. it. Malode, isn't that great? Okay, second trivia question is, what celebrity had to issue an apology after her T-Mobile sidekick 2 was hacked and all her celebrity friends' phone numbers, which she had been stored, uh, which had been stored in the device, were posted on the internet? Mm. Gosh. 888-912-1190. Answer 
answer that trivia question. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Patty Cohen. Second trivia question about celebrities. I guess, Patty, you said you know all these answers, huh? <laughs> what celebrity had to issue an apology after her T-Mobile Sidekick 2 was hacked and all of her celebrity friends' phone numbers, which had been stored in the device, were posted on the Internet? You know, I just remember the incident. I'm really not that celebrity type person. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> yeah. People Magazine subscriber. What celebrity was it? I don't know. Oh, you don't remember? Oh, oh no. I, okay. I just know That's the incident. The incident. Okay. Uh, February 2005. And it was Paris Hilton. Oh, right. Okay. These are old celebrity questions. They are. Well, the, the last one goes back to 2001, which I think we'll all know the answer to. Oh, all, right. all right. So, Mark, we teased the audience a little bit with uh, the fact that you had some smoking hot deal of the week. Well, it's interesting that um, a lot of people, when they think about hard money loans or private money loans or alternative financing, generally think that the situation is, is you know, it might be high percentage or risky financing or 100% financing or financing for people with horrible credit, and that these are risky loans that the banks would never do. Well, the only thing true in that entire description is that uh, it's a loan the banks would never do because the banks are doing a lot of never lending uh, these days. Uh, in fact, uh, the banks are you know taking a, a, a lot of uh, grief uh, in the media and elsewhere, uh, especially from mortgage professionals that we work with on a regular basis because their clients should be bank financeable. If you heard the story, you'd presume that any bank would make that loan. But yet, because Dodd-Frank is still the law of the land, no, it has not been repealed. Uh, those of you who believe the headlines and think, oh, they repealed Dodd-Frank, now it's back to easy money again. That didn't happen, and it's not going to happen. They're not repealing the 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 pieces of Dodd-Frank that led to certain regulations that make it more difficult for banks to make loans. So here's a story about a young couple who were looking to buy a new home in a new subdivision in the foothills of California. In fact, it was a model home. And the contractor who was selling it, they were they had sold out the subdivision, and now it was time to sell the model home. And they were offering it uh, at a discount to these buyers, including all the furniture. So they were thrilled. They had $600,000 down on an $800,000 purchase. All they needed to borrow was two hundred thousand dollars. That's pretty conservative. That's a, that's a bank loan yeah. all day long, yeah, right? Sure. At three and a half or four percent, you know, yeah. done. Well, turns out the six hundred thousand dollars was coming from mom and dad okay. as a gift. All right. Okay. So what's wrong with that? Well, gift income is typically not seasoned, and banks typically need to have your down payment money seasoned. So so it's not the fact that necessarily it was it was a gift because I think some of the banks have gotten past that point. Right. It's the fact that it was just a a quick transaction. It was a quick transaction mm-hmm. that needed to close quickly, yeah, the- which again is not impossible to do with bank financing, but the fact that there was a lack of seasoning meant that they weren't going to be able to get bank financing to close on this transaction in the amount of time that they had. Mm-hmm. Now 
We love loans like that. Oh, we sure. love stories like that. And we've got stories like that. We could do five hours worth of stories <laughs> about borrower clients who come to us because they expected to get bank financing and it didn't come through. And bank financing wasn't going to come through for this young couple. So uh, at Pacific Private Money, we were able to make them a bridge loan. It's an owner-occupied purchase money bridge loan product that we have at Pacific Private Money, which is actually fairly unique in the alternative finance industry in that most alternative lenders, most private lenders, hard money lenders, all of those terms mean the same thing right now in California. Alternative, hard, private. It's basically non-bank financing. Most of the lenders in California are going after investment or business purpose types of loans and are staying away from owner-occupied or consumer purpose financing. Well, because of the additional liability that Dodd-Frank regulations really have made it uh, put the onus on lenders to to not make predatory loans. And so they passed a lot of anti-predatory lending guidelines, which require private lenders to have additional licensing. They have to do additional underwriting. There's additional protections for the borrowers. And to make a, a long story short, it's just it's more complicated and there's more risk to a lender that makes loans on owner-occupied properties versus investment properties. It's still the Wild West when it comes to making a loan on an investment property. (laughs) You can foreclose relatively quickly. There are a few defenses by the borrower, but uh, there's many more when it comes to owner-occupied financing. So, But at Pacific Private Money, we really like the owner-occupied space. We've studied it for many, many years. Uh, We've got great attorneys who've given us strong uh, underwriting programs and guidelines, uh, and we think we're, we're doing loans to people who need it, want it, and benefit from it, and they don't have you know one foot in bankruptcy. Well, also, I, th- I think it's more conservative a loan because most people are not, you know, if they have a choice to give up their rental home or the home that they're living in, they're going to give up the rental home. Exactly. Well, and, and, so, and some investors prefer business or investment purpose loans for a number of reasons. For example, in, a, in those types of loans, you can still charge what's called default interest. So mm-hmm. if the note rate's 10% and they default, uh, a typical default rate premium would be another four additional, four or five additional percentage points. It might go from 14 to 15%. Uh, that's not allowed on a consumer loan. Um, uh, prepaid interest is also fairly common uh, in uh, you know fix and flip and other types of loans. That's no longer uh, allowed in uh, uh, in co- uh, consumer financing. Again, a lot of these things don't make a lot of sense, but you know the the legislatures and the regulators who came up with these laws decided things like interest only payments are predatory. Prepaid interest is predatory. Um, you know, yeah. uh, default interest is predatory. So so they they outlawed that, but only for consumer purpose and owner-occupied financing, not for fix and flip and small commercial and and other types of loans. So, you know, it it does get into the weeds and and gets a little, um, you know, not too exciting radio to get to, to get down in the details there, but so, well, what suffice you, what, to say that... What did you charge that borrower? Uh, this one, I, actually, yeah, I think, you may I think, remember. I think, I think it was in the 8% range. Yeah, it was the high 8 yeah. So, So our typical rates are in uh, the low to mid 9% range because we tend to use, we tend to do short-term loans. We're, we're, we're specializing in loans to people who can pay us back either through conventional financing, which we already predetermined that they're going to be able to get it within a year, typically, uh, or they're going to sell the 
property. And oftentimes, like, for example, we'll make a loan to um, people that uh, are already in their home. They're living in it, but they want to remodel it before they put it on the market to sell. They want to get a little extra profit out of it. That's a loan also that many private lenders will not entertain. But uh, again, at Pacific Private Money, we will entertain any type of loan that makes sense. And for it to make sense, it has to be well secured and you have to have an exit strategy, meaning we only make loans where we can verify your strategy for paying us back. So uh, if the audience is listening to the story and uh, sees that it's a very conservative loan, how would they invest with you? So the investing side of it. So at Pacific Private Money, we use private money for all of our loans. And there's a couple of ways people can invest with us. One is through our fund, the Pacific Private Money Fund. And another is that they can invest in individual notes. And we have a separate website for our notes. Uh, Our notes are sold on a platform called privatemoneyloans.com. That's plural, privatemoneyloans.com. Our website, which has information about our fund, is PacificPrivateMoney.com. So it's uh, it's either way you can get information about how to invest and right. uh, earn eight percent or more on your money. All right, we're going to cut to another commercial break. Uh, we don't have a trivia question for this break, but we will for the last break. All right, don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety, or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and Patty Cohen. Now, we're going to ask our next trivia question on the next break, which is the last break. Uh, But, Patty, you've got a story for us. Well, yeah. Are we hearing? Yes, we are. It's a little bit nitty-gritty in in buyer land right now. We always have a lot of cash buyers, and that's great. But when it comes to getting a loan through a conventional lender, it could get really nitty-gritty. And I'm experiencing that right now where I'm representing a buyer of a property for $2 million. And it needs everything. Like, it needs everything. Um, like a fixer-upper type It's thing? a fixer-upper. Oh, wow, $2 million fixer-upper. Yeah, okay. $2 million fixer-upper. <laughs> it's not and, burned down, is it? Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, it, in the media? they haven't touched it oh, okay. in, like, probably 30 years. It's, yeah. a, you know, uh, at the top of a mountain in Kent Woodlands. Oh, okay. And, you know, it, had, it got a roof 10 years ago. But other than that, I don't think they've done one thing. Well, so there's okay. dry rot holes in the ceiling. So the appraiser comes by and says, and, you know, of course, we're not sharing reports with appraisers um but the appraiser's like what's up with that ceiling up there um oh well the roof was replaced in it was a leak and you know i mean there's a hole in two different rooms and ceilings and it was a leak but now the appraiser wants to see reports and i I was wondering if it was gonna appraise yeah so they're doing the typical 20 percent down and don't really have funds or want to come in with more if it doesn't appraise. And mm-hmm. so we'd go back to the seller, but the seller can say, take a hike or they can yeah. play. Yeah. So it came in today at value. At, and, at the purchase price? Yes. Okay. However, wow. and However. I thought, okay, that was good. Yeah. I actually was actually thinking it would come in less and that would be fine and I'd get some money back for these people. Yeah, yeah. hundred or two, maybe. Anyway, um, but the appraiser had these questions like, you know, tell, tell us more about the hole in the ceiling and what is their dry rot. I, now I wonder if there's mold. The appraiser just oh, notes that wow. stuff. Then it gets to the lender and the lender's going to uh, say, oh, 
Uh, it's my duty to find out if there gotcha. is mold, if there is dry rot. Why is that hole in the ceiling? Okay, so now I know the roof is only eight years old, and maybe they want another roof report. It's still to be determined what the lender is going to want. But Yeah, because how, how much, if, if you were to dive in deep, how much... Would it cost to fix all that stuff? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's deferred maintenance, and then there's cosmetics, and then there's you know just general. This is health and all they're concerned about is health and safety issues. Mold so any bu- some buyer might come in and tear it down. Some might do a major remodel, but it's good bones. So yeah. I don't know how much that would be. I mean, it depends. It, so we don't know if there's mold. We don't know if there, there is a pest inspection. Okay. So I think it's going to be fine. But it may be a case where we just go back to the the seller and say, you know what, this is what the lender wants. Yes, it's an as-is sale, but if you can't if we can't get a loan, and most buyers are going to yeah, have a gonna, loan. If they're not going to be in a cash buyer, they're going to need a loan. Sure. Yeah. And guess what? If they have if they have cash, they're professionals, and they're going to want, they're going to ask for 15% off the price, and that's gotcha. why it's been sitting there. So it's going to be interesting. It's to be determined. But at that point, that's when, if, if it does fall apart and we don't have give on either side, that's when people might go to Pacific Private Money and... You know, they, they might, and do yeah, it that way. They need to come up with yeah. a little bit more. They're going to pay sure. a high interest rate, but they want the deal. Yeah, These so, buyers yeah, want at, the at house. Some, at some point, you know, I, I could I could see even the sellers saying, "Listen, you know, I'll just knock a certain percentage off, take it as is." Yeah, um, which would still not work for the lender, but. Yeah, I could see a deal happening. Yeah, right? if if they put up enough down, not not it's not twenty percent. They're gonna have to put more down in order. For, more down, of course. Know. And sometimes a lender will say that's really cute, but I want I want a brand new roof before we close. Then who pays for that? The buyer's like, I'm putting a roof on a property I don't own, and the sellers. Yeah. But the so ultimately, it's on the seller because yeah. it's like you have a house that's not lendable. Good point. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's oftentimes where private money steps in because uh, uh, we do a lot of loans on properties that doesn't qualify for bank financing, not because it might be falling apart or there's a hole in the roof or it might be dry rot, but for something like it's got a bathroom that's only halfway remodeled yeah. and not finished. It used to be years ago that it was missing a bathroom or the kitchen because <laughs> in some of those foreclosed homes that uh, during the wave, people would rip out their kitchens and the, <laughs> the copper, copper piping. Yeah. And I know it was crazy, but now it's, oh, well, we, you know, we need the money to finish this remodel. So we go to the bank and to get financing, the bank goes, uh, no, we don't. Because of mechanically. Yeah. Issues. Mecha- yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's mechanically issues and, and other issues, but yeah, it's just it's kind of interesting. We also have seen uh, we're seeing a rise in um, uh, uncompleted construction where they mm. they borrowed money uh, to buy, fix, and flip it, and they ran out of money because construction costs have been skyrocketing. Yeah, oh. labor's way up in materials, and labor is also. up, and it's yeah. hard to find uh, contractors. So uh, and and professionals. So it goes long. It goes long, and so it's really uh, if you're uh, buying, fixing, and flipping real estate out there, you know how much uh, uh, tougher it is, and how you have to really sharpen your pencil around costs, and you have to now budget in a little bit extra time for holding costs uh, and uh, your cost of capital and the rise in uh, concrete and lumber and labor. Yeah. And part of that, is this on? Part of, yes. part of the issue is that um, 
a great percentage of a survey, a recent survey, a great percentage of people plan to remodel in the next year. Sure. So, and, and again, low inventory. Part of low inventory is land is so expensive, a desirable place to live. Mm-hmm. People are staying and remodeling. Oh, so, and then we've got the fires. Think about all that thousands of inventory of that yeah. homes need to be built. Sure. So, contractors are, you know, we know what contractors do when they're busy. They are going to throw it against the wall and see if it sticks and jack yeah. up the price like gotcha. two or three times. Yeah, isn't it interesting? It's like uh, there's a 10% uh, max that you can charge in, in rent. But yet contractors can just say, hey, I'm going to charge whatever I want, whatever I can get away with. Hey, Mark, let's move, I want to move on to an email question we got here for you. It says, I'm an individual investor, but I'm getting frustrated with brokers who tease me with a deal where I say yes, only to find the broker gave the deal to somebody else. What can I do? You're talking about someone who's looking to invest in notes. Yes. Uh, also called trustee investing here in California. And that's a situation where um, an investor is maybe on the distribution list of a private lender, uh, and we have people on our distribution list at Pacific Private Money, even though we also have a fund, but the fund is not large enough to fund all of our loans, so we also send out emails uh, periodically to uh, a distribution list of investors who like to invest in in our notes. Um, and in fact, most private lenders in California, that's their business model, is they have a stable of investors in their database that may be as few as two or three or five, or as many as a hundred, and it's those those that tend to blast out to larger numbers that experience that situation where uh, you, you, you know you're a note investor or you're a wannabe note investor and you get an email opportunity you take a look at it you pull it up on Zillow and you go oh that sounds pretty good and so you pick up the phone and call them only to find out oh, that one, we sold that one an hour ago uh, or 10 minutes ago, or that one went long time. You know, maybe, you know, maybe it was the day before that you got the email and you didn't, you you know, you saw, I'm going to check this out tomorrow. Uh, The, what tends to happen with good quality note investment opportunities is they go quickly. And so if you're looking to invest in notes, you should uh, consider maybe investigating platforms like privatemoneyloans.com where you can go and bid on notes live and know that your uh, the availability of a note is still there because those are live interactive websites. Or you might be someone who should be investing in a mortgage pool fund. If you don't have experience investing in notes, um, my advice is that unless you're going to kind of go to school on note investing, you really ought to consider investing in a mortgage pool fund. And for more information on how mortgage pool funds work, we talk with people every day about our mortgage pool fund. And uh, you can call us at Pacific Private Money. Uh, Go to our website, PacificPrivateMoney.com. And the rate of return is what, seven and a half? Right now we're in in the mid to high sevens pretty okay. much uh, with regularity. And we've been uh, been pretty consistent over the last five years in that fund. Excellent. Okay. We're going to cut to our last commercial break here. <clears throat> Excuse me. When we come back, uh, we've got an interesting question for Patty. So third trivia question. What Hollywood starlet was arrested for shoplifting from Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills? All right. 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Conf and Patty Cohen. Third trivia question, celebrities, uh, which, by the way, Patty, you've done very well today. What Hollywood starlet 
I don't, I don't consider her a starlet, but what Hollywood <laughs> person was arrested for shoplifting from Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills? Winona Ryder. Okay. What did she steal and what year was it? No, Two, I'm just kidding. 2001 yes. makeup and jewelry. And you know what? I, I just know it's December 2001. I think, it was, yeah, very good. Wow, I guess right after 9-11, you know, everything kind of hit the fan. Mm. All right, Patty, we have an email that we got for you. It says, I'm getting the feeling that real estate is slowing down in the Bay Area. Am I correct? Kind of goes back a little bit to what we started with. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good question because those of us in the business see these early, early signs. But I've been seeing them, them for a few years, and yeah. that's why I said it's kind of schizophrenic. Okay. So I do, though, feel like we're slowing down. But in a big picture perspective, we've been operating at a, like on a scale of one to 10, we've been operating at 11 okay. for six years. So that's not sustain, sustainable. Yeah. But unlike the last recession, we have a stable, really strong job market and we have stable lending, prudent lending practices. Right. So no, are we going to, and who really knows, but it, it's definitely, definitely signs of change. But it's conflicting because there's also, you know, 35 offers on a property or 15 regularly or just two or three on a property and it goes, you know, 5 10% over asking. So, okay. and we have lower inventory than the year before and the year before and the year before. Hmm. So, okay. it's hard to know exactly how it's going to go, but it's net net it's still one of the most desirable places to live in the world and I I don't see prices going down, but the rate of appreciation yeah. is Shifting, yeah. and you know where is that going to go? Are we going to level off? Are we going to go down a little bit? Are we going to just you know go up one or two percent a year, five percent? Who knows? But um, what what's happening has not sustainable. Let's say that. Yeah, I would love to see a kind of a five percent average rate of appreciation. Yeah. That that's certainly that's more sustainable healthy. than nearly ten. Yeah. which was yeah. what we've been experiencing, and uh, even in the. Um, um, Gosh, in, in the San Jose market, I think that one, I, I heard a report, and I didn't see this anywhere else, but uh, I, I read a report that uh, year over year in some San Jose markets, it's up 15%. Again, 23%. Just because, oh, 23%. Yeah. In, in two counties oh, down there, it was God. 23%. Yeah. Wow. So in, in a little over four years, you're, it doubles. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. It, it is crazy. And again, just and that's probably for the I'm guessing for the lower end of the market, uh, for people who are probably putting their homes on the market that may not have you know maybe they bought that home in the 60s or 70s and lived there for for many many years. Um, well, no, that's an average and. Um, the higher end there is very, very strong. So yeah. you think that's an average? A lot of them go up like 50% in one year. Oh my God. Some just don't go up much. So it's pretty crazy. Wow. So uh, the point being, I guess, it's, it really depends. It's it's what price range uh, and where in the Bay Area. Because so, um, you know... You can answer the question yes or no. The question is the marketing is the market getting soft? Yes. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about higher priced homes in certain high end neighborhoods, or no, certainly not in neighborhoods, outlying neighborhoods where they're um, that are that are really nice to live in, like Novato or um, some of the extended East Bay, East Contra Costa County areas like that. Um, the Sacramento area is is starting to you know pick up after it was actually pretty pretty slow there for a while. So, uh, and even in the Sacramento Valley, you have to look. Are you talking El Dorado Hills? Are you talking, um, you know, the uh, near the city? It just all depends. Patty, well, it's always uh, like that. Patty, know. why don't you give out your information before we cut out? Sure. It's Patty Cohn. Patty Cohn. Go ahead. C O H N. Mm -hmm. 
I'll start again. Sorry. <laughs> Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N. I'm with Pacific Union International, bestmarinagent.com. I'm at 415-722-4842. Perfect. Okay. Thoughts for the day. When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often we look so long at the closed door, we do not see that the one that has been opened for us or that we don't we do not see the one that has been open for us and you know who said that Helen Keller Wow. Then rising. Wow. And when you talk, you're only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. Wait, what was that? I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood... Funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.